It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. After my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. Welcome in to the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to have you in on a Tuesday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. And a lot to get to. A lot has been made of linebacker Carl Lawson and the impact he's had during training camp. You will hear from the Bengals rookie linebacker on today's show. You can subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com, and the iHeartRadio app. By the way, if you're looking for tickets, SeatGeek is the place to get them. Use the promo code LONFL. Download the SeatGeek app. You're going to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. But I want to start today's show with just a few things. I was doing a, a Q&A. I did a Q&A on my blog at ESPN1530.com slash James. And it's something I'm going to do weekly here during training camp because there's a lot of questions. I'm down here at the stadium, and I want to try to give you as many answers as I can. And th- there's been a, a few rumblings about trading Jeremy Hill. And, and by rumblings, I mean fan fans have thrown it out there. Rumblings probably isn't the right word. <laughs> fans have thrown it out there on Twitter. And fans have thrown it out there via email. And... As it would make sense in a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons. Because Jeremy Hill's the third most talented running back on the Bengals. Joe Mixon's better. Giovanni Bernard's better. And then I've seen the argument, well, then you could just plug in a Trey Carson, maybe a Boom Williams, one of these other guys, Cedric Pierman. As the third running back, he could be the third guy. Maybe you move Jeremy Hill. That's fine. That sounds good. What are you getting in return? And that would be the question. And I've had it, the, the ultimate rebuttal from fans is, well, what are you getting in return if he leaves in free agency after this year? Well, if he has a good year and he leaves in free agency, you're going to get a decent compensatory pick next year, especially if he has a good year with that new team. I, I, I Ultimately, I don't see a scenario where they trade Jeremy Hill. And even though I, I appear down on him, he's still experienced, He's still a guy who's taken on a lot of the workload. And he's a player that, at one time, was Joe Mixon. What do I mean by that? Well, when Jeremy Hill was a rookie, he's the reason the Bengals made the playoffs. In 2014, when A.J. Green was in and out of the lineup and Marvin Jones was out for the season and Tyler Eifert out for the season, 
they rode Jeremy Hill and rode him and rode him and rode him and rode him. And they might have to do that with Joe Mixon this year. But once upon a time, Jeremy Hill was good. So do I blame the Bengals for sticking it out and keeping a guy on the roster like Ed Jeremy Hill when they're likely not going to be able to fetch much in return? Like, let's say you could get a sixth-round pick for Jeremy Hill right now. Would you do it? I wouldn't. Sixth-rounders likely to not even make the NFL. Sixth-rounders probably not going to contribute. And, by the way, Jeremy Hill could help you now. I'd much rather have Jeremy Hill for one year this year and let him walk than to not have him this year and lock up a sixth-round pick. Especially because if he signs elsewhere, when he signs elsewhere next year, there's a good chance you're going to get some kind of compensatory pick in return if he plays a decent role or significant role on whatever team he goes to. So to me, this is a very simple thing. It's very simple. Jeremy Hill definitely deserves a roster spot, deserves to be on the team, and I think he will be on the team. But will Jeremy Hill... Should Jeremy Hill carry the workload, be the starter, be the guy getting the bulk of the touches? Because really, I don't give a damn who starts. Who, why would we care who is taking the first snap out there? That doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. What if it's a pass? It's irrelevant. I need Hill to get less touches than Mixon, less touches than Bernard. Because he's clearly, at least heading into week one of the preseason, the third most talented back the Bengals have And it's clearly been that way during training camp. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're on iHeartRadio now. So look us up on iHeartRadio as well as iTunes at audioboom.com. And and the other thing I wanted to touch on today was the pass rush. Because the pass rush looks bolstered. And it looks bolstered because Carl Lawson looks every bit the part that the Bengals hoped he would when they drafted him in the fourth round. Felt like they got some value there with Lawson in the fourth round. And it turns out it's looking like at least early returns are good that that is the case. Now, I talked to Carl Lawson earlier today in the Bengals locker room about a bunch of things. About what he likes to do off the field. I think you'll like his answer. About his favorite thing to do on the field. I think you'll like his answer. And I will say this. When looking at Carl Lawson... I have the same feeling, not as much so, but a certain feeling that he's got that star quality to him. A little quieter than Joe Mixon. But I got this feeling when I I met Joe Mixon for the first time. I was like, wow, star. I look at Carl Lawson, a little quieter, but loves football. Football, 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 football. And if you look at his physique and the way he's built and just the way he talks, he's confident. He's not going to talk a lot of trash, at least in the locker room. Real quiet, real quiet guy. But he certainly got the game and willing to work hard. And I think you can just tell that. It's crazy the things you can tell. But Carl Lawson feels like he has star potential. I'll let you be the judge during this interview. Just judging on his answers, seems like a really mature, humble guy. Here's Bengals' fourth-round pick. Carl Lawson. Carl, uh, you seem to be making some, some waves in camp so far. A lot of fans are noticing your performance. What's, uh, what are your thoughts so far on how camp's going? It's going good. I just need to keep getting better and, uh, and just you know just learning my assignments and doing the right thing each and every day and just continue to take care of my body, and I think I'm on a good path. What's the biggest surprise of, of camp and, and really the NFL so far? Just uh, special teams and the linebacker play. You know, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. 
you know, but you know, I gotta adjust and keep learning and keep working. What do you think you do best, or is your biggest strength? Is it is it coming off the edge, as as most fans know you for? As I've seen in camp, mm-hmm. that's the best asset. Is that what you enjoy most? Mm-hmm. Best thing in football. Yeah, just hitting the quarterback. Yeah, best thing in football. Highest priorities in football are quarterback, you know, um, pass rusher, and left tackle. Those are the big three. As far as Friday goes, are you anxious to to get out there and actually be able to hit a quarterback? Yeah, but I'm really excited. I can't wait to play against my best friend, uh, Peyton Barber. He's on the Bucks, So, you know, we we haven't been on separate teams since high school, so it's going to be weird to see him in another uniform. You know, we played together at at, – at Milton High School, and then we played together at Auburn, and then he left and went to the NFL, and now we're on two separate teams, so that's a little bit different. But I'm excited to play him this weekend. Have you talked any trash back and forth? No, we have, we actually haven't talked. This, and when we do talk, it's usually just sending each other funny memes or something like that, but I haven't, haven't talked to him in a while. Gotcha. As far as preseason goals for you, are there any personal ones? Uh, just making sure I get to, to you know, continue to prove as a player and also come out of preseason fresh and healthy because we got a long regular season coming up so you know just that's the big those are the big things improving as a football player so I can become you know starter quality by the time we get to you know the season and then you know just staying healthy and, and getting through fresh not burning out I know Willie Anderson uh, has talked to you a little bit we've interviewed him what uh, what's your relationship with Willie Oh, great mentor. You know, his son, you know, played at Milton with me. Uh, he, we got that Auburn connection. You know, just just a great guy. He's a great mentor. As far as off the field goes, because a lot of people are going to watch, watch and hear about you on the field. What's a, what's a hobby you do off the field? Football. Just football. Just football and just relaxing. Yeah. But I really love I, I like the game. I like the game of football, whether it be playing Madden or watching film or you know, watching the uh, NFL Network and watching some of the analysts or just, you know. Just, just football. Just football. Are you excited to see yourself in Madden? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm excited to play with myself and, you know, you know, go sack some uh, quarterbacks on the game. Yeah. But I already created myself in the last Madden, so I, it's not really too big of a deal. Did you have the right number? Was it, was it 58? 58? Yeah, yeah, I changed it to 58. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so. Awesome. Well, good luck Friday. I appreciate the time. Appreciate it. That's Carl Lawson, and that entire uh, interview, I, I was just looking. That guy's stacked. <laughs> muscles on muscles, and he's a rookie. So the potential's there. It sounded like, didn't it sound like he was pretty humble and just wanting to work and work and work at football? Hey, what do you like to do off the field? Football. Madden. <laughs> NFL Network. That's, that's interesting. And I think as a fan, fans love to hear that. And there's no doubt that Lawson has talent. Now, how much talent does he have? It'll be interesting to see because he's going up against a weak offensive line. That's what the Bengals are. They have a weak offensive line. So does that mean that Lawson is good but not as good as we, we think because of his competition? Maybe not. Maybe he's going to be just as dominant. And we'll get our first look at that this Friday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that that's it for today's podcast. Sorry, I forgot my microphone today, so we had to do it uh, in this recorder, which I know doesn't sound as good. I'll have my microphone back tomorrow here at training camp. Try to work on getting some more interviews for you, and 
We're going to take you all the way up until Friday. Have a Friday recap after the game as well here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com, the iHeartRadio app. Also, follow on Twitter at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. And by the way, Joe Goodberry will be back. He's going to be back for the Tampa Bay Bucks recap. He will join me following preseason game number one. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.